6.58 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, I have not been able to sync these clocks together. But as I said before, I know one of them was right, and I think it's my phone. Because I checked my browser, and I went to the browser, and I said what time it is. I asked what time it is. Hey, what time it is? And it came back with the... Um, with the time on my phone. The browser on my computer. If you say, oh, well, Frank, you're checking the browser on your phone. Maybe it's synced. Whatever. No, it's not. So it's 6.58. Soon to be 6.59. And welcome to the Friday Night Show on this November 18th, 2022. Coasting right along. Next week is Thanksgiving week, and tonight is the Friday finale. The Friday finisher. So I hope you are ready for a little bit of uh, some grab bag, a little bit of woolly mammoth talk. I'm going to read read the story. Uh, the Intercept covered how the CIA invested in woolly mammoth resurrection technology. So I want to go through that with you, and then we're going to open up lines, and I'm going to go into the official thread on the forum on quitefrankly.tv, and I'm going to see what people think about the ethics of bringing back extinct species. Because it's not all cut and dried. There are species that went extinct because of human interaction and deforestation and things like that. So is it is it applied evenly to everything? So I know that there's going to be some flexible people out there on this and there's going to be some rigid people on this. And I don't know where I am just yet. I, I like uh, on this particular thing. I don't know where I am. I think I, I have some soft spots. But as far as woolly mammoth go, I don't know. I think uh, that species in particular should be left alone. Who knows? But anyway, that's what we're going to do tonight. <clears throat> Hope you're feeling well. Uh, I, when I leave here tonight, I have to go and uh, carb load a little bit. I never have pasta on an on an eve. I I I rarely have pasta anymore. Uh, usually on a on a Sunday, I'll I'll step outside the the box and do that. But tonight I will be having with my steak some angel hair pasta because tomorrow Anthony and I are going to City Field and we're going to be doing that like Spartan race thing. <clears throat> I heard that this is a really easy one, but uh, I wanted to go because I I heard that you're able to get onto the field, which would be cool, and I'm going to wear. Skips Mets hat while I do it, so that'll be a little, a little uh, memorial kind of a uh, thing. But yeah, a little bit of carbohydrates tonight, so they're readily available. Got some energy deposits, extra energy readily available tomorrow, and I got some morning nutrition to go through too because on the weekend I don't fast. But anyway, that's what I got going on, pretty much. Nothing else. Then Sunday is just Hallmark films. I think we actually might, this, uh, my family, I told you we're going to watch Christmas in Vienna on Sunday night um, with the, the depressed violinist. Uh, that should be fun to watch him get his Christmas spirit back. <laughs> These people who have perfect lives. They have no problems. They're all gainfully employed. None of them actually work, but they're gainfully employed. Always have money in their pockets. They're always just 
totally comfortable and they're not not in a rush for anything. Some of these some of these Hallmark films they have like they have a uh, uh, we have to plan a wedding in six days and we have to completely remake this barn. This 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 the dilapidated barn has to be turned into this this beautiful chapel. In six days, we have to put everything together. We have to put together the menu and all that stuff. And then for the first five and a half days of the six days they have to put this miracle wedding together, they do nothing. They drink coffee. They 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 flirt with falling in love. They give each other weird looks. They they look through photo albums and and they have a, 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 a it's. It's like we scream the whole time. It's like you have you you have no time for this. You have to get to work. These Hallmark films are fantastic. Good, good, wholesome family fun. Making fun of these Hallmark films. <laughs> and uh, so that that's all. I don't have any extravagant weekends, and I'm grateful for them. Okay, so November 18th, yes, that is all. For tonight's uh, plug, I'd like to just say go to the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv because there are so many great people there, all of our friends. Um, you you got to go check them out. Not only Secret Nature and Blue Monster, but Apex Water. I just bought a couple more bottles last night. Kungfuchannel.com. I know a lot of people miss Rob. Well, you can keep up with Rob by getting into his Wednesday night and fr- Saturday morning Tai Chi, Chi uh, Qigong class, uh, get in there, get in there and, um, and catch up. Obviously it's not a talk show. It's a, it's a, uh, a mind and body exercise and, and, um, an hour of, uh, of work, but get in there. Kungfuchannel.com. Dr. Gottwood's wonderful, wonderful, uh, custom, beautiful rustic wood creations. They sent us over a half of a stove cover something that Lauren had always wanted and it is gorgeous. So I just wanted to give them a few more plugs because they're so generous and uh, these are all great Christmas things. It's not just with, you know, it's uh, pepper mills and all that hand created lefties hand rolled cigars. I have just been told by the guys by blaze at lefties that by good, fr- good Friday, <laughs> by black Friday, by black Friday, the quite frankly, Jester cigar is going to be ready to go. Uh, it's not like a, there's not a jester on it or anything like that, but we're just going to call it the jester. So there's a lot more things there for you to stuff stopping, stockings with. Flip City Magazine. There, I actually have the new uh, edition of Flip City Magazine over there with Jay Dyer. I hooked Jay Dyer up with them. So you got to start doing more more pieces on, on, uh, on people, and I, I hope they keep it up because it's great. So there's that. There's Nordic Coffee. Get the uh, we have a a new banner on the front page with the quite frankly daily roast up there. Jay Gulinello, he'll be in next week, the day before Thanksgiving. Yes, cacao. Get over to to Justin and Zoe's wonderful uh, chocolate mansion factory. Botanical chocolates for the whole family. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. There's uh there, there's just so much. So much for you and everybody else. So <clears throat> that's what I have. All right. Into the grab bag we go. How does that sound? First one up is on the Western Journal. Let me get this up on screen. There you go. And where's Frank? Here he is. Headline. Speculation erupts after Carrie Lake and Donald Trump are photographed together. Yeah, I saw this photograph and I, I mean, I could have called it. 
Trump carry Lake Bolsonaro. Bol what do you mean, Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro was there? Anyway, I, I, anyway, I, I don't know. But um, watching this, I as soon as Carrie Lake's steal was confirmed, I said, okay, well, Donald Trump would be stupid if he didn't call her up and say, hey, listen, uh, I don't know how you're going to be challenging this or how far you want to you want want to push it, but uh, if all else fails, you're my VP pick. It's just it's just strategy. It is just the strongest thing he can do. Uh, she's a badass. And she would wipe the... Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine a VP debate between Carrie Lake and Kamala Harris? Just think of the television. Put everything else aside and think of the television. Think of the night of television we would have. That would be hilarious. It's a no-brainer. That is a no-brainer. Um, so think about that. All right, what else do we have? Over here, we've got some more Twitter updates because things are always happening there. Twitter could lose 75% of its remaining 3,700 workers as hundreds resign overnight. Great, good. Get them on out. Ruthless Elon Musk locks staff out of offices to stop potential sabotage and trolls critics, including AOC. Elon Musk uh, gave staff a 5 p.m. Thursday deadline to, to decide whether they'll stay or give up their jobs. Fortune reports that as many as 1,000 employees ignored the ultimatum while others resigned. Uh, Musk's email told remaining staff to expect hardcore intensity with long hours as part of Twitter 2.0. Last night, resignations poured in on the company's Slack channel, and some resigned on Twitter, too. Uh, there are fears the site may crash as more engineers leave, but Musk remains unperturbed. He brushed off the exodus and subsequent panic, cracking jokes and trolling critics like AOC. She tweeted her sympathy for staff who had lost their jobs and thanked them for building the site. Uh, Musk responded to her saying, you're welcome. He also has been sharing memes of Twitter grave sites. It's, you know, there's more users on it than ever. I think what's really being shown right now is that, um, that they didn't need thousands of censorious children getting paid to do hot yoga and drink uh, kale shakes all day. So I, I think, I actually think what Steve Bannon said about it, uh, how he described the whole thing was very interesting. And, of course, I, I, I've been saying what he's been saying, everybody else, I think we all agree, this is not a, okay, guys, abandon ship on the parallel, on the parallel social, social media spheres that we have been putting all of our time and, uh, and efforts into populating with good content and user interactivity. Obviously, I'm not, I don't build these websites, but we all help populate it with people and real user interaction. That's that's stuff that we have to keep doing. This whole Twitter thing is, it might just be a sideshow for a little while, and one that, if you're, if you're in the fight, <laughs> you just, just go ahead and you play in the play box for as long as you can. But uh, don't jump ship off of what has been built because it's not worth it. Steve Bannon said that what Elon Musk inherited, well, even though he didn't inherit, he... he 
put down $44 billion. He inherited a crime scene. And the last thing he should do is let these people off so easily because many of them are probably criminals. But, um, but yeah, this $44 billion purchase of something whose utility and value was clearly inflated. Clearly inflated. There, there should be retribution and exposure coming, you'd think. If you were Elon, wouldn't you want to be validated in claiming that the corrupt practices uh, at the company contributed to an inflated asking price? I would I would want that all out there, 100%. Because the longer you go, as I said, the longer you inherit the blame for um, for major crimes that have been committed. Out here, here, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Shout out to all the workers at Twitter. Oh, you, you something, you something, you. But as I said, it's not all sunshine. Here's Elon Musk talking about a new freedom of speech policy. New Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized, so no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find a tweet unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the internet. Kathy Griffin, Jordan Peterson, Babylon B have been reinstated. Trump decision has not yet been made. Now, of course, the question that most people asked when they saw this was, what the fuck is a hate tweet? What's a hate tweet? What's hate speech? So it's not, it's not good. It's not good. And uh, he outright denied denied people asking uh, whether or not he would bring back Alex Jones. He just flat out said no. So, whatever. Listen, it wasn't wasn't going to be a uh, free-for-all, but we'll see. We'll take an account of things where we are now and where we are six months from now. But here's another one I thought that was, I thought this was a funny headline right here. It's from Just the News. Michelle Obama Michelle Obama said she thought about wearing braids as first lady, but ultimately decided against it because the United States wasn't ready for it. Wasn't ready. Former first lady suggests Americans would be uh, discomfited by a black woman's natural hair. A black black women's natural hair comes out braided? I I just don't I I don't understand. So we weren't ready for the braids, says Michelle. No, what we weren't ready for were those shoulders and that back. You know, I thought about the braids and, you know, the United States just wasn't ready for it. But so I decided to ruin school lunches instead. That's where that's where she really shined in those eight years, destroying nutrition in in, uh, school uh, cafeterias across the country. Well, that's all I have for you in the opening. Now we're going to get into the good stuff. I have a little bit more on the FTX thing, and I'm looking into a couple of different guests and see who will come on with me, uh, either Monday or the week after Thanksgiving, because we'll probably be 10 miles deeper into this story by then. And um, and yeah, we got that, then we're jumping right into the woolly mammoth. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a good one. Share the live links. I put them out all over the place. So whether you're watching live or on demand, get your friends, get your family, get your enemies watching. It'll be a good time. I'll be right back. Go ahead, Watchtower. This is the Joker speaking. Your 
tuned in quite frankly. When you see the ants, remove your pants. <laughs> You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! It's a Friday night, and I'm feeling all Friday-like. Remember, you can contribute to the show and you, with your thoughts um, and anything else on a number of different ways. I have the Universal Super Chat that I set up on, quite frankly, superchat.com that anybody could use. And then there is the Rumble Rants on Rumble. There's the Tips on Rockfin. And there are the gold pills, which are just, um, it was uh, a fantastic, almost a record-setting night on on, uh, on on Foxhole. It was very humbling. I had to say something afterwards on Foxhole, just very humbled by all that. And uh, I hope everybody was sober. That's my only thing. I, you know, people get drunk and they start spending like they're in a casino and they woke up the next morning and they say, I sent what to who? Uh, so I just hope everybody was sober because I, <laughs> it was such an uplifting experience uh, uh, spiritually. But there's so many great ways uh, to contribute to the show. And also, I have to say, there's a little bit more here that, uh, that's going to be announced in, in December about book club and film club. Because in 2023, we're going to be doing one film a month. But uh, it's all going to be extra content, so uh, I'll let you know how everybody's going to be able to access that. It's going to be really good, and I'm, I'm very excited for everything. So, um, yes, where else are we going? Where are we going with this? Oh, that's right. So, you know this, uh, this Sam Bankman guy and one of the people he was having this crazy, I don't know, they said like a constant orgy like a girlfriend that weird squirrely looking chick well um now that she is part of a uh, a gang of crooks they're trying to find a way places like forbes are trying to find a way to um offload her and him and everything they used to say nice about them 
onto other people. In this case, the, the far right. Alameda Research CEO Carolyn Ellison is a math whiz who loves Harry Potter and taking big risks. She's also one of the supporting players in Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX catastrophe and a new darling of the alt-right. Imagine that. I guess maybe because everybody's making fun of her. Uh, uh, it, it, it's just incredible. That that much is incredible. I understand taking a, th- this. I understand very well what they're trying to do there to it, tell you exactly how people's money was taken without them knowing and keeping and just playing whatever casino games that you're doing with all those uh, all that cash reserves and then somebody makes a run on the bank and you have nothing to give them all and they realize you've been playing with their money the whole time that's something somebody else has to come in and tell us exactly how that works because I don't know if the game changes at all when you go digital with all these um, rules or, or, or but it's the rules that are coming in next that's the big thing because, of course, they're not going to talk about the orgies. They're not going to talk about the MIT weirdness. They're not going to talk about any of that. What they're going to talk about is this was a, this was a, a really uh, sad catastrophe. A catastrophe. It really was. And we just we need to regulate this big time. So the regulation is coming in around the time that the, the Fed is testing out digital dollars in a pilot program in New York with Visa and MasterCard and all that. So that's really what it's all about. Um, Dylan LeClaire said, what the hell's going on? Why is the mainstream media championing fraud? Asking about Forbes and all that. And Whitney Webb uh, comes in. And also on, on Sunday night on the network, we're going to replay the Whitney Webb interview that she did with uh, Glenn Beck. Whether you like Glenn Beck or not, you should definitely listen to, to Whitney's research and the way that she handles these questions and the conversation that she helps lead it's uh it's wonderful really is good and she's on my guest wish list so hopefully in 2023 we're able to uh able to break the ice a little bit whitney webb says it's usually a sign that the fraud benefited the people who influence own or finance the bulk of mainstream media when they start playing these games and offloading blame and and uh, start characterizing, mischaracterizing people as the way that they would mischaracterize and, and attack a political opponent that they want to hyperfixate on and target for destruction while they evade all the responsibility for whatever the hell they were doing. I'm fully expecting the FTX narrative to become, quote, it was all SBF and Caroline. He, she was the bad one. And now it's fine. A lot of like the MSM with the Epstein narrative, to be honest. And I can see it. I can see it. And then we start learning. You already said, oh, don't worry. This is going to hit Republicans, too, especially after the midterms, how they had to be complicit in some of the um, some of the lackluster results that we got a couple of weeks or a week and a half ago or whatever the hell it was now. This is from National File. Kevin McCarthy used FTX cash to defeat conservatives in 2022. GOP establishment leader and Speaker of the House pretender Kevin McCarthy used FTX cash to defeat conservatives in 2022 as the corrupt globalist tied crypto exchange funded the establishment wings of both parties. Now McCarthy is feeling the heat as conservative members of Congress and the voters they are accountable to are demanding answers for the GOP's failed red wave, which looked more like a pink trickle. 
Throughout the midterms campaign season, GOP establishment leader Kevin McCarthy used his congressional leadership fund political machine to inject massive amounts of cash into House races nationwide. In doing so, he targeted GOP primary races and even general elections versus Democrats in which America First conservatives aligned with President Trump were on the ballot. Millions of dollars worth of campaign money came straight from crypto, corrupt crypto exchange FTX and its top executives. Along for the ride on McCarthy's scheme were GOP lobbying uh, lobbyist Jeff Miller, described as one of McCarthy's closest friends, and Brian Walsh, an, an establishment strategist who McCarthy brought in to take down Madison Cawthorn after the young representative blew the whistle on D.C. drug use and Capitol Hill pervert parties. I, I, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Now, obviously, obviously, Madison Cawthorn went to a couple of, uh, had a couple of wild nights himself. And, but when he spoke truth to power about there being a lot of, uh, a lot of drugs and a lot of orgies, he was gone months later. It was over for him. Flash in the pan. As, off, as they often do over a month ahead of the 2022 primaries, Washington Post, notoriously used for decades as a uniparty communication rag, openly admitted that McCarthy was using left-wing oligarch money to sway the GOP field in favor of his establishment agenda. So, beyond this story goes into other ones like this from the Gateway Pundit. Disgraced FTX founder himself donated to six rhinos who voted to impeach Trump. Who were the six? Since July, Bankman Fried Freed has made $5,800 contributions, the maximum individuals can give directly to congressional campaigns, to the committees of Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Big Bird, and Cocknose Susan, Ben Sass, another freak. Mitt Romney, marsupial-faced bitch. And Richard Burr from the, uh, from the Senate um, Intelligence Committee. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. And uh, as previously reported, Bankman Freed's balance sheet contained an asset worth over $7 million called Trump Lose. So just spreading the love. Spreading the love. Obviously, you say, well, $7 million is, is, is a pittance compared to what is thrown around during an election. Yeah, well, $7 million is a pittance if that's just one little chunk. God knows where the rest is. And uh, money really is not a big factor anymore. As long as you have, I mean, you, you think about the, the boots on the ground that people have ballot, uh, uh, har- uh, ballot harvesting. You give everybody a 20, 20 spot here and there, pay for some gas, and you'll have people running around. You're talking about people who largely live off the dollar menu. Okay, you can do a lot now. You can do a lot. Ads don't do much. They, do, they don't do much. They're good for some branding, but they don't do much. Um, and that's what we have on that end. There was this, this, interesting, this interesting thing that came out on 4chan the other day, and I saw it, uh, I saw it going around. So I'll just read this on to the record, and then we'll go to our mammoth story of the night, because I want to get a lot of your, your thoughts on this and whatever the hell else going on. Um, let's see. Here it is. 
about the midterms. Basically, the 2022, it basically in 2022, Trump's endorsements won. Shills will argue these were mostly safe picks. The misses, uh, this misses the broader point. Trump's endorsements were mostly people he handpicked who agreed with him and agreed to run against candidates endorsed by the GOP establishment. The reason they want uh, they want Disneedis to run is because people who voted to impeach him in the House and Senate have basically been wiped out. The NRSC spent a lot of money trying to protect incumbents like Murkowski against candidates like uh, uh, Shibaka to prevent candidates like Eric uh, Greetens, Bud, Vance, or Alabama Girl from winning because they're all, quote, deport them all, Trump did nothing wrong, anchor babies belong in Mexico types. The ironic thing about the Oz kvetching is that he was basically a lukewarm, moderate Republican who was wishy-washy about his Trump support, but McConnell refused to fund him anyway because he was ass-blasted about McCormick the neocon losing. Trump's guy was uh, Parnell anyway. So in the end, the Democrats worked perfectly with the neocons to win a lot of the close races, but places like North Carolina, Missouri, and Ohio proved they are no longer swing states, and Trump loyalists cruised to, to victory. North Car- if North Carolina is no longer a swing state, that's, that's, a, that's a good sign. Because if uh, Georgia is not properly cleaned up, and with uh, Kemp winning re-election over there as governor, I don't know how they're going to do it. But if that, if Georgia is not properly cleaned up, and then you have to deal with Pennsylvania and and uh, Arizona under under control of uh, of the demons, then North Carolina is certainly for those of you who are are, are playing the electoral college um, projection game right now. See where the math is leaning. Missouri and Ohio proved they are no longer swing states, and Trump loyalists cruised to victory, replacing senators and reps who literally hated Trump and tried to get him to resign and impeach him many times. Yeah. Trump's control has become exponentially stronger and McConnell's weaker. McConnell has a 7% approval rating in Kentucky. He's 81 years old. It's the end of the line for the GOP establishment, so Paul Ryan had this idea that they can get this Trump clone to be a neocon, and then have Trump and DeSnitis destroy each other. Either it will rupture the party so bad that they think that they can put Romney in again, or something like that, or they think it'll destroy MAGA or bribe DeSnitis to suck their cocks. Sorry for the profanity. That's the... Uh, in any case, it becomes pushed. It, uh, anyway, it's being pushed because the urgency they feel now that Trump candidates are wholly set to replace anti-Trump ones. Trump can choose not to bother to run again. He'll still become the party by 2030. Uh, I, I mean, the, the, all, all, all valid stuff. That is true. It is true about those close races. And it is true about the complete wipeout. I mean, you, you think about that ridiculous January 6th committee that they've lost all of their... Uh, they've lost the ability to call it bipartisan because there's nobody left. That Kinzinger guy and uh, Dick Cheney and drag is gone in about a month and a half. So just a little bit of something on the FTX slash what's going on with the election kind of a thing. And I hope you enjoy it. Okay. I had uh, a few other things that I wanted to do. So what we'll do right now, we're going to go on a quick break to just put a divider in it. We're coming back with this story from The Intercept about 
the CIA investing in mammoth resurrection technology. Don't go anywhere. Jobs. They don't have order. That's okay. What? That's okay. Japanese manufacturers, Toyota and Mazda. In China, we also announced $250 billion worth in trade investment deals that will create jobs in the United States. Every human being that you don't know on a personal level is not real. They're all NPCs and you can say whatever you want to them. Watch this. Hey, how's it going? Just here to drop off coupons. Perfect. Sweet. Do you hear the big news? What's the news? Danny DeVito got an OnlyFans account. He didn't know. Yeah. 20, so much money. $25 a month. I'll tell you right now, it is worth the money. Is it really? Oh, that man is short and thick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good Monday night, huh? It's 11.30 in the morning on a Thursday. I didn't, give him, I didn't even give him coupons. Give him the instruction manual for my vacuum. I love Yep. You're cool. What's up? I love QFTV. Yep. You're cool. What's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. All right, you ready? You ready to jump on in? Oh, I had um, Nikki just asked me. Nikki from the chat room. Our mod. Um, she asked me when the Saturday night show is going to be, and I gotta tell you, I don't know. I mean, I'm running out of Saturdays. It's either it's either tomorrow night, which is not happening, or the 26th, which maybe, maybe that's what I do. Uh, maybe I'll either have to do the 26th or I or November just became too big of a of a hassle but i'm going i'm i'm i am uh planning some fire pits gonna set up some fire pits in the backyard and even if it's just me some nights i'll hang out back there and and uh, have a drink and a cigar and hang out with you guys and gals and that'll be good too but we have a lot of Christmassy stuff getting planned i have three saturdays in december that i can take advantage of the 10th, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. So it's either the 3rd or the 17th. It probably has to be the 17th. But I'll see what I do about this Saturday. And for those asking if I was going to do any gaming tonight, some video games, uh, late night Friday night video games, as I've been doing the last uh, month or so now, about, about four weeks, I don't know, only because I figure I'm going to eat and relax and just go to sleep because of you know tomorrow's gonna be a an active day so I was probably gonna not sacrifice any sleep if I can get an extra 30 minutes because I'll tell you what's gonna happen 
I'll say, all right, well, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning, whatever the hell it is. I'm going to set my alarm for just 8 a.m. That's still a solid seven hours. At at 6.45, 7 a.m., what, what will happen is I'll open up my eyes and I'll have this little baby face staring right into my face. She'll, she'll be looking down at me going, and I go, what, what are you doing? She goes, hi, daddy. So there's no, it, alarms are stupid. Alarms are completely stupid. They don't, <laughs> there's no alarms. You know how many times that I'll be like in the living room or in the kitchen and, you know, either making coffee or just starting to get things organized or, or dancing with the baby or something like that. And we'll be into the day about 45 minutes already. And then my alarm goes off. And I say, oh, oh, it's time to wake up <laughs> an hour and a half later. <laughs> the hell of that. So, um, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all good. All right, uh, let's go into let's go into this because this, this is a this is a good one right here. I know we're going to get a lot of great, and I already have some responses from people. It's time for story time, ladies and gentlemen. The CIA, the CIA. Where are we going with this? All right. The CIA just invested in woolly mammoth resurrection technology. This is a, um, a piece from The Intercept that was published on the 28th of September of this year. As a rapidly advancing climate emergency turns the planet ever hotter, which it's not, it's actually on a, cool, it's on a cooling trend. The Dallas-based biotechnology company Colossal Biosciences has a vision and that is to see the woolly mammoth thunder upon the tundra once again. Founders George Church and Ben Lamb have already racked up an impressive list of high-profile funders and investors, including Peter Thiel, Tony Robbins, Paris Hilton, oh, the Winklevoss cat, oh, wow. Oh, this is everything. This is every, everybody got in on this, huh? Winklevoss Capital, and according to the public portfolio, its venture capital arm released this month, the CIA. Yeah, this is not a this is not about woolly mammoth. Alright, I know I'm editorializing and we're only one paragraph in. I I didn't read this all. Remember, I one of the things I like doing is grabbing this, grabbing these these topics and reading them with you, first reactions, whatever, and uh, I do a little bit of background. But that's um the first thing I think of, okay, yeah, this is not about the woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth is a fig leaf, a, a rather large fig leaf for something else. Colossal says it hopes to use advanced genetic sequencing to resurrect two extinct mammals, not just the giant ice age mammoth, but also mid-sized marsupial known as the uh, thylacine or Tasmanian tiger that died out less than a century ago. On its website, the company vows, quote, combining the science of genetics with the business of discovery, we endeavor to jumpstart nature's ancestral heartbeat. InQtel, its new investor, is, a regist is registered as a nonprofit venture capital firm funded by the CIA. On its surface, the group funds technology startups with the potential to safeguard national security. In addition to its long-standing pursuit of intelligence and weapons technologies, 
The CIA outfit has lately displayed an increased interest in biotechnology and particularly DNA sequencing. Any surprise? Why the interest in a company like Colossal, which was founded with a mission to de-extinct the woolly mammoth and other species, reads an InQtel blog post published on September 22nd. Strategically, it's less about the mammoths and more about the capability. There you go. Biotechnology and the broader bioeconomy are critical for humanity to further develop. It is important for all facets of our government to develop them and have an understanding of what is possible. Colossal founder Ben Lamb wrote in an email to The Intercept, a spokesperson for Lamb stressed that while Thiel provided Church with $100,000 in funding to launch the Woolly Mammoth Project that became Colossal, he is not a stakeholder like Robbins, Hilton, Winklevoss Capital, and InQtel. All right, so... Before we go anywhere else, I want to plant this into your mind because when we start taking calls, I want you to, some of you at least, to tell me what you think this is all going to be about. Because he says right there, it's not so much about bringing the mammoth back from the dead and releasing it back onto the earth, but it's about understanding what is possible. That's why, you know, uh, that's why when we, whenever we hear about, now there are, there's just a lot of money that is just wasted by government. Um, that's the, I, I guess that, that's what would uh, explain most of it. But there's plenty of experiments out there that people shake, you know, shake their heads, scratch their chin and say, what the hell is the point of this? It's usually not about anything other than to solve a problem which becomes an answer it becomes a piece of a larger puzzle on a bigger project so when they say it's a, it's understanding what is possible yes yes so the, my question is what do you think that they're going for we know that there is a long dark uh, sick history of of looking into all types of hybridization programs involving humans and crosses between animals and and who knows how that's going to be weaponized in some way because there's never anything that's going to uh, bring any kind of good value to the earth. So think about that. You can send it in, uh, send in your thoughts through Super Chat. You can get onto the Skype line, which will be open in a little bit. And I also set up a Mammoth line on the Discord. So you go into the, the Quite Frankly Discord and the Mammoth line in, in the voice chat lobby. That is open. You can sit in there if you want. All right, back to this. Colossal uses CRISPR gene editing, a method of genetic engineering based on a naturally occurring type of DNA sequence. CRISPR sequences uh, present on their own in some bacterial cells and act as an immune defense system, allowing the cell to detect and excise viral material that tries to invade. Um, Let's see here. CRISPR is the use uh, CRISPR is the use of genetic scissors, pretty much. Robert Klitzman, a bioethicist at Columbia University and a prominent voice of caution on genetic engineering, told the intercept, "You're going into DNA, which is a three billion molecule long chain, and clipping some of it out and replacing it. You can clip it out, you can clip out bad mutations and put in good genes, but these editing scissors can also take out too much. 
The embrace of this technology, according to InQtel's blog post, will allow help allow U.S. government agencies to read, write, and edit genetic material, and importantly, to steer global biological phenomenon that impact nation-to-nation -nation competition while enabling the United States to, quote, help set the ethical as well as technological standards for its use. There is no constitutional reason or avenue for our government to be uh, investing into genetic material and, uh, and, and all this stuff, all this kind of technology, none. None. It does not have a good... Uh, th th remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is the same government which less than 100 years ago, when it enacted prohibition, another illegal, another illegal notion, uh, when it told people they can no longer drink to help enforce the Volstead Act, they, um, they actually poisoned batches of whiskey. It led to some people estimating over 10,000 American deaths. So the feds were poisoning batches of bootlegged uh, whiskey just so that people getting sick and dying would become a little bit of a deterrent for those who still were determined of going on out and having an adult beverage. I'm telling you, if you ever want to red pill somebody, don't start talking to them about Freemasons. Talk to them about government experimenting on unsuspecting public. Experimenting or just attacking. You got you just please. So you you want to trust them with, <laughs> with genetic engineering? Doesn't matter. You trust them. You don't trust them. They're going to do it anyway. In a bunker, half of Congress doesn't even know what the hell's going on. Most of Congress. In recent years, the venture firm's portfolio has expanded to include Ginkgo BioWorks, a bioengineering startup focused on ma uh, manufacturing b uh, bacteria for biofuel and other industrial uses. Claremont Biosolutions, a firm that produces DNA sequencing hardware, Biomatrica, and T2 Biosystems, two manufacturers for DNA testing components, and Metabiota, an infectious disease mapping and risk anal uh, analysis database powered by artificial intelligence. As The Intercept reported in 2016, InQtel also invested in Clarista, a skincare brand that removes a thin outer epidermal layer to reveal a fresher face beneath it and allow DNA collection from the skin cells that have been scraped off. President Joe Biden's administration signaled its uh, prioritization of related advances earlier this month when Biden signed an executive order on biotechnology and biomanufacturing. That went right over my head. We definitely would have spoken about it. The order includes directives to spur public-private collaboration, bolster biological risk management, expand bioenergy-based products, and, quote, engage the international community to enhance biotechnology research and development co cooperation in a way that is consistent with United States principles and values. <laughs> so, so this is what we have. There's a little bit more, but... Um, about uh, about de-extinction in particular that's what it's on so we're going to go for the rest of this it's 7:42 let's just story time tonight 
The government's penchant for controversial biotechnology long predates the Biden administration. In 2001, the New York Times investigation found that American defense agencies under President George W. Bush and Bill Clinton had continued to experiment with biological weapons, despite a 1972 international treaty prohibiting them. In 2011, The Guardian revealed that CIA under President Barack Obama organized a fake hepatitis B vaccine drive in Pakistan that sought to locate family members of Osama bin Laden through non-consensual DNA collection, leading the agency to eventually promise this, a cessation of false immunization campaigns. Okay. Did you, did you even know that? I didn't know that. In 2011, the CIA, under Barack Obama, they were putting out fake hepatitis B vaccine drives in Pakistan just to collect DNA from people, to try to find the guy, a, um, a six-foot-something man with uh, kidney failure who had evaded the greatest roving intelligence operation the world has ever known for 13 years. God knows what that was really about. But don't worry, because the CIA promised never, never to orchestrate a false immunization campaign ever again. Thank you. CIA Labs, a 2020 initiative overseen by Donald Trump CIA Director Gina Haspel, Infamous for running a torture laboratory in Thailand. And that's why when, when she when she was named, we're like, oh, well, there's another pick that, uh, that Donald Trump's uh, hand was forced to accept. Infamous for running a torture laboratory in Thailand follows a model similar to InQtels. The program created a research network in, uh, to incubate top talent and technology for use across U.S. defense agencies while simultaneously allowing participating CIA officers to personally profit off their research and patents. Um, let's see here. The size of InQtel's stake in Colossal won't be known until the nonprofit releases its financial statements next year, but the investment may provide a boon on reputation alone. InQtel has claimed that every dollar it invests in a business attracts 15 more from other investors. Colossal's co-founders, Lamb and Church, represent the ventures businesses, uh, business science minds, respectively Lamb, a self-proclaimed serial technology entrepreneur. He founded his first company as a senior in college and pivoted to mobile apps and artificial intelligence before helping to start Colossal. Now, here we go a little bit as far as what we're going to do. We can clone all types of animals they were talking about, and uh, even... When they're talking about the uh, the resurrection of the, the Neanderthal a little bit here. Church, a Harvard geneticist, genome-based dating app visionary and former Jeffrey Epstein funding recipient, has proposed the revival of extinct species before, speaking to Der Spiegel in 2013. Church suggested the resurrection of the Neanderthal, an idea met with controversy because it would require technology capable of human cloning. It already exists. You know what this reminds me of? I'll tell you, I want to do it one day. I really want to do it. I want to write a, uh, a screenplay or something about it. But um, when, when I realized how bad Jurassic World was, we were excited when Jurassic World was announced years ago. And it came out, the, one with, the first one with Chris Pratt, and we went to go see it. And it was so awful, we were laughing. Um, 
and we walked out, and we're saying, okay, well, obviously they dropped the ball on this, and this is horrible, and they're going to roll with this because people were still buying tickets, and they're just going to just destroy Jurassic Park, the memory of it. So what would be a really interesting story? What would be a great story? That would actually be scary. And uh, I, uh, I said, you know what they should do? Because they've already cloned all the dinosaurs. There's no, your breath is not taken away anymore. In 1993, our breath, our, our breath was taken away, especially when you're second, third grade too. But you go to the, the theater and you see this, this visual masterpiece, this combination of practical effects and CGI like nobody had ever seen it before. And you're like, holy shit. These, these, are, these are dinosaurs. Holy shit. Um, that's, that's been long gone. I mean, doesn't matter how many dinosaurs you make that you create for television or whatever. It doesn't matter. In fact, the CGI is getting worse for some reason. It's getting worse. How the hell does that happen? Uh, anyway, I said, okay, well, you can't do dinosaurs anymore, so what do you do? I said, imagine instead they had an island that, in which they were cloning early versions of man. And, you know, the, the big thing here with Jurassic Park is that it's all the unexpected things that you don't... Obviously, there's some human... Uh, there's some human uh, mischief involved with Jurassic Park. You have that Dennis Nedry character that turns off all the all of the, uh, the, the security footage, the, the cameras, and the power goes out, and it's storming and all that shit. So, uh, naturally... Because of human mischief, all of the, the dinosaurs get out. So, and that, be, that creates the conflict there. You're trying to get off the island and all the dinosaurs are free and now you are in their territory. So it's, it's, it creates, a, it creates a, a lot of tension. It was a lot, I, I still love that movie. But still, I'm thinking, what would happen if you are on an... Uh, what, what could possibly go wrong if you are with more primitive versions of man... And uh, and I say versions, not in, in a uh, you know one led to the other. I don't really believe in I don't really believe in the the linear evolution thing. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't think. So. I don't. Just doesn't jive with me at all. So I'm thinking to myself, what could be that? Uh oh, where does the tension come from? Because I don't know if you if you have a a, a well stocked facility of people there that are armed and you're just looking after these neanderthal types or whatever's going on yeah they're a little they're they're brutish they're strong um there's there's other things that can be said about neanderthal but uh, let's say it's not neanderthal you go back a, a little bit farther or something what if there is just a piece inside of the brain of one of these uh these humanoid types that have been brought back that has a more direct link with a, an off-world intelligence, okay? And all of a sudden, it becomes like a homing beacon, a homing beacon that is brought in because, you know, all, all, all of these, how many times you look at these hieroglyphics in ancient civilizations, you go inside of a tomb or some kind of a megalithic structure and there is ancient carvings and art about there being interaction with people coming from the sky and all that. What if there was just something, something that we have had turned off in us 
or something that we have been shut off to for one reason or another over the last however many thousands of years. And, um, and they bring some unexpected hell to a small jungle island somewhere God knows where. And it comes from, that would be incredible. Instead of running, that would be incredible. You know, who is it the Anunnaki? Some other kind of uh, extraterrestrial hunting party or whatever? Oh, man. That would be great. All relegated to the island, of course. There's got to be something that keeps them there. But um, we'll see. We'll see. If something like that pops up now, you know that I, it was me that, that came up with it. So I'll continue to formulate my own ideas for this screenplay. One day, I'll get it done. And if it comes up from now, you know, oh, that, that was Frank. That's somebody I was watching, quite frankly, on the 18th of November in 2022. You cheap thief. Anyway, back to this. Back to this. Uh, let's see. Uh, we can clone all kinds of mammals, so it's very likely that we could clone a human. Church said, why shouldn't we be able to do so? When the interviewer reminded him of a ban on human cloning, Church said, and laws can change, by the way, when it's really not about whether or not you could. It's not about whether or not you can get a group of people to vote in a majority to say that, yeah, go ahead and do it. There's more ethical questions there. But of course, this is these are all godless people. That's the whole thing there. Um, science and faith used to go together. And people, that that used to be a moderating factor as to how far a person would go, would would allow themselves to go, at at least in one direction or another, to be able to get an answer to a question that they're trying to solve. You know, there was that, there was that, uh, that moral compass that was still there, but if you, if you, if you divorce faith from science altogether, then you just have, you just have the scalpel and nothing else nothing holding you back even when the methods used for de-extinction are legal many scientists are skeptical of its promise in a 2017 paper for nature ecology and evolution a group of biologists from canada australia and new zealand found that spending limit resources on uh, limited resources on de-extinction could lead to net biodiversity loss De-extinction is a fairy tale science. Jeremy Austin, a University of Adelaide professor and director of Australian Center for Ancient DNA, told the Sydney Morning Herald over the summer when Colossal pledged to sink $10 million into the University of Melbourne for its Tasmanian Tiger project. It's pretty clear to people like me that uh, the Tasmanian tiger or mammoth de-extinction is more about media attention for the scientists and less about doing some serious science. Critics who say the extinction of genes to create proxy species is impossible are critics who are simply not fully informed and do not know the science. We have been clear from day one that on the path to de-extinction, we will be developing technologies which we hope to be beneficial to both human health care as well as conservation. We will continue to share these technologies we develop with the world. So there's a little bit more of an insight into what possibilities will be opened up so they're saying it's about conservation a little bit they're saying it could be a little bit beneficial to human health care I, I would love to get a little bit more of an expansion on that it remains to be seen the article ends it remains to be seen if colossal with incutel's backing can make good on its promises and it's unclear what exactly the intelligence world might gain from the use of crispr 
but perhaps the CIA shares the company's altruistic, if vague motives, quote, to advance the economies of biology and healing through genetics to make humanity more human uh, and to reawaken the lost wilds of Earth so we and our planet can breathe easier. To make humanity more human and to reawaken the lost wilds of Earth. Well, the word reawaken kind of jars me a little bit there too, but I don't know how you can make humanity more human by literally hijacking genetic code and and altering it in some kind of a way that nature did not dictate. Uh, that that makes no sense. But then again, we have nobody here for comment. So I would like to hear what you guys and gals think about that. When we come back from this break, I'm going to go right into our thread to see what people are saying, what questions they're asking. And um, and then, yeah, yeah, then we'll take your calls. Remember, I have a mammoth line that is live in the Discord. Jump on in. Have yourself a good time. We will be right back. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Quite so everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? So, I have a little bit here I want to get to first. Some super chats and then into everything else. I had a couple super chats I obviously did not see last night that I want to get around to first. Uh, the first one is from Ken Curtis. And Ken Curtis says, Carrie Lake is the only person in the world that could play Roxanne Ritchie in a live-action version of Megamind. 
Stostube says, uh, very generous of Stostube. Thank you so much. Sitting here early a.m., early morning, minding my business, listening to the show, and said, hey, let me drop some support for great independent media. Always loving catching up with, quite frankly, and especially the wonderful Frankly community out there. Great weekend to all. That's why I love the Super Chats, uh, is that people who listen even off on their own schedule. I mean, Stosu is usually watching live with the fam. But um, I like uh, I like that people can leave messages whenever they want. Thank you so much, you guys out there in Massachusetts. Tom Ford says, Here's to a hell of a night last night. Take Lauren out for a nice dinner and grab yourself a nice cigar. Uh, well deserved on your end, Frank. And next time, let's try to beat the Foxhole 750,000 record. 750,000 gold pills? That was a record? Wow. Much love to the Franklies. Honestly, I, I'd, uh, if that ever happened, it would be an amazing evening. I don't know what I would do with myself. I, I, I would have to plan some kind of a special broadcast. Some kind of a special broadcast. A special. Um, if something like that happened. But I'm so grateful just for whatever. I don't want to... Uh, don't want to try to over overdo it. I'd much rather just people be having fun and consistently supporting the show and and having a good time. And but breaking records, I like to break one record in my life. Who knows how many records I've broken? Meaningful records. Who knows? I don't know how much on air time. I think I've got my, as far as working on this, I think I've got my 10,000 hours. I think I got my 10,000 hours in. I really do. Um, as far as work goes, you have so many hours on air. Five nights a week, then there was three nights a week. Uh, the, even the nights when, even the time, the years when it was two nights a week, it was more than two hours. For the fir first time, for the first couple of years, it was like three hours two times a week and then it started shrinking as Anthony and Mike just were like uh, not involved as much and I was just I didn't want to uh, don't want to carry the show like that so whatever um, but it, it definitely got my 10,000 hours in on this but that's not enough for a world record not nearly maybe in another 40 years maybe in 40 years when I'm I still, I don't know. I don't, I may not want to be working that. Maybe I will. 78? I'm still doing this at 78? What the hell would I have seen? What would the hell would we have done? What would we have achieved? What jokes would there be left? There'd be plenty of stories to tell. Plenty of things to reminisce on. Oh my God. Think about those archives. Oh, what a blessing that would be. Especially if everybody's well and happy and. Oh boy. Wow. Who knows? It's already 78 years from now. Which is scary. Um, but thank you, Tom Ford. Carlito Carreras says, Frank, now that you pitched your film publicly, write it ASAP before it is stolen. I would love to sell this movie for you. I have the perfect director, Luke Spark, director of the Occupation franchise on Netflix. He is my client. I will email you. Let's go. Oh, man. All right. Fine. Fine. 
Carlos. Uh, over to Rockfin. Rosangela Crispino sent over wonderful tips. Thank you. Uh, love from Australia, she says, and all the gang. Uh, all of the gang uh, gangsters from Alita Alina Picolina. She sent all of her her um, her children's books over for Aurora. Wonderful Italian out there in Australia. And then Twisted Wizard says, "I'll match you, Rosangela. Happy Friday, Franklies. Thank you, thank you, Wizard, and thank you everybody hanging out on Rumble. I mean uh, Rockfin. Now on to Rumble." Great crowd over there, really wonderful. And I want to thank Buck Passers, as guaranteed mRNA technology is involved. Yeah, I think that's one way. That's one thing that we can all say 100%. We already have somebody in the mammoth line. More people welcome in there. All right. Over to Foxhole. Witchy Poo, thank you so much, Witchy. It's great to have you out there. Uh, K is Secrets. Kretz is out there with his fleets, bringing in fleets and fleets of destroyers. Uh, so I, I guess Kretz was not drunk last night, and that um, that makes me happy. If, as long as C. Kretz is out there, people like him or her are, are out there having a good time, and they're not under the influence, then I feel good. And I just say, okay, all right, have at it, man, because you, you, made, you made a lot of fun for a lot of people last night. And River Pike... Uh, P.A. P.N. says, thank you, Frank. God bless you and yours. Thank you. Thank you, Sean Joe. Captain Flint. Witchy Poo again. Congratulations on last night's show. You deserve it. Kay Landry. Any news on Dr. Sean David Morton? I was thinking about him yesterday, Kay. And I have not gotten an email from him in a couple of weeks. And I know he was just not feeling well and, and in a tough spot. So um, I, I might reach out just to see how everything is. Maybe his wife will respond. And I don't know. I, I'm really grateful for the time that we had with uh, with Sean. I had a lot of fun with him. And he was very complimentary. Because he's, uh, he's an OG when it comes to conspiracy-based rabbit hole talk radio real terrestrial talk radio uh, OG right there and I was so happy to, to finally have, have struck up a personal relationship with him so I'll, I'll reach out and see how he's doing uh, witchy poo thank you again cans and cookies abound and river pike rounds it off at the end okay you guys let's get into what we're all talking about tonight and that is the ethics of resurrecting lost species here are some questions that were posed by Jennifer, who is an, uh, an audience member who, who suggested this topic for the show. And I will put the number up on the screen so we can start getting people warming up their phones as well. Jennifer said this, should extinct animals be de-extinct or resurrected? Could this technology be used in the future as a safety net if conservation efforts are not enough? Is it overstepping a natural order or a boundary? What if an extinction is man-made? A very unnatural disorder. That, that's, there you go. I, actually, in, in, uh, in Jurassic Park, there's that exchange between John Hammond and, and uh, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum's character. They're all having uh, lunch after they watch the Velociraptor tear apart the, uh, the cow in its paddock. And 
And when uh, when John Hammond realizes that everybody at the at the table is very skeptical about what he's done in resurrecting dinosaurs, uh, he said, "Condors, if I had uh, brought back a a flock of condors, you wouldn't have anything to say about it." And it was Ian Malcolm who said, "said Oh, John, this is not about a species that." Uh, that had that was erased because of deforestation or a building of a dam or something like that dinosaurs had their shot and nature selected them for extinction so i mean that was a a good point and counterpoint there so yeah so would it be okay about you know bringing condors back what an so an ecologist brought up some good points on how the natural habitat has changed, and if the animal is brought back, they may not suit the the habitat may not suit the animal. So, the 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 mammoth may not have what it takes to even survive here anymore. Many questions and doubts arise as to whether this is a good idea. Once an action is taken, who would ultimately pay for the consequences should it, should it turn for the worst? Perhaps a movie night of Jurassic Park bringing to light the ethical dangers of messing with genes and DNA is due. Or to keep it light and gay with young Frankenstein and the monster. The ego and the god complex, although the book is an excellent October read. A good reminder that just because a person can create something in the name of science doesn't mean that they should. Hey, uh, everybody on the the network end, uh, Abe, is Abe watching or Cody or anybody? Can we get Jurassic Park for tonight for uh, a Friday night uh, feature after about an hour of memes? And and um, I, I got a lot of things that I dropped in for the content tonight. I hope that they, they got that. Um, things like... Uh, Grace, really graceful, put out another wonderful dive on on the FTX thing, and but maybe like an hour in, they can put Jurassic Park on. That'd be fun, or save it for Monday. There's always Monday. It's movie Monday. Here's one from Mike from Maryland. Then I'm going to your call. So do not leave the lines. Do not leave the lines. Mike from Maryland said the Jurassic Park question is a good one. But if it's being pursued, there's obviously some really bad reason for it. This could also tie into China making monkey-fish-human hybrids like that funny Alex Jones clip. Uh, will they try to re-engineer animals to create a better ecosystem? Maybe the cow farts causing climate change wasn't just a dumb throwaway comment. It doesn't seem logical to spend all that time and money to put them on display in a zoo. No. No, you are 100% right on that. So let's take in our first caller of the night from the Mammoth Line on Discord. We have Simone. Simone, how you feeling? Hi there. Thank you so much. Welcome, yeah, Simone. Yeah, Mammoth. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. Why? Uh, oh, okay, okay. Here's my, here's my take on it. I did see that article a month or so ago. And I was like, what the bleep? The CIA, huh? And, you know, I don't think like normal people, I, what the, what the bleep are they actually trying to do? What is this a stepping stone towards? Um, so you, you brought up a point about um, the person asking, you know, or, or stating that the environment, of course, is different than it was when the, when the woolly mammoth was, was romping around. And uh, again, and it, it's, it's ludicrous 
it's absolutely cool from a sci-fi angle, but there are there are so many implications that are not good. And it's bring the woolly mammoth back. Go ahead and do that, but that's not the reason they're doing this. This is a stepping stone for something much more sinister. In my so, so if you thought, I mean, because I think that's my biggest my biggest hang up uh, about this story in particular. My biggest hang up about this about this story are the people involved, the money that's being thrown around, and that the fact that um, you, you can't trust them, and there's no way in hell that they're doing all this just to be able to see a uh, version of a, a, an elephant with a, a thick a, a thick mane of fur on it. There is just um, it, it, it now if you could if you if there was a way to wave a magic wand and absolve. All of these interests, all these moneyed interests of all their past sins and all of their mal, their, um, their, their, uh, I don't know, I guess their, uh, their mischievous, their mischievous motives. If you can absolve them of all that, and this is really just about, they want to see the, uh, the mammoth come back and, and roam free in some kind of an Arctic environment again. And I don't know. The, 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 I guess I'm a little bit more warm to it. But... The ice is melting. Their, 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 their habitat is is dying off what are they thinking no it's not you know that, you know that's their narrative they that, have this narrative exactly uh, and it's it theirs. goes totally against their narrative yeah you know this is not a you know if they're going to put it wrong this is going to cost a fortune i you know paris hilton come on um what the bleep what oh, the real bleep is going you. on i mean when you look at this anybody with two brain cells to rub together knows that this has nothing to do with the woolly mammoth. That's my issue. With yeah, it. I well, I get you. I and a wonderful call from Simone. I think we're on the same page with that. And and I understand what you mean there there too. The, you know the the ice is the I, they're talking so much about the polar bears. The poor polar bears they have no more ice left. Let's bring back the woolly mammoth though. Just so we can live in a cage, you can put it into a giant refrigerator. I don't know. Did it even did it need a a a, a a uh, an icy environment. I know that it has been found trapped in ice, but I've also seen depictions of woolly mammoth in a lot more arid climates. Of course, they're all artist depictions, running around with saber-toothed tigers and all that. So I don't even. I, I think we might just be uh, taking up a, a stereotype. But um, there's plenty of animals out there with fur that live in jungles and everything else. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest hang-up. I don't know, I think I might be a little bit more loose on it. Then again, then again, when it comes to cloning and all that, 1997, I was in 7th grade, 6th uh, or 7th grade when they cloned Dolly. Dolly the sheep. And that, that animal did not have a good life. That animal was fucked up. Okay? Just, it had a short, agonizing, tumor-filled life. It was fucked up. Now, I, I, and, and that was all done out in, in, in public. God knows what is being done in a deep underground base somewhere. All of, the, all of the horrible mistakes that have been made in laboratories that nobody has any accounting for. 914-595-6953. We will take John Otter on the show. What's going on, John? What are your thoughts on all this mess? 
Hello, young man. Hello. It's so good to talk to you. If I don't talk to you before Christmas or Thanksgiving, happy, happy. No. Well, we'll make sure that you talk to me before th- for, before Christmas. I mean, Thanksgiving is less than a week away. Maybe we don't talk, but before Christmas, you should definitely get on. Right on. Hey, um, without ego, I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I'm probably the most talented biologist you've ever met. So I'm going to... Um, preface this Mastodon talk with a kind of a lawyer thing. You don't bring somebody to trial unless you already know what's going on. And with this Mastodon thing, Mammoth. they've already done it. Okay? They've already done it. They're, they're bringing it out now to get a public feel. But it's not for the Mastodon. And as a biologist, okay, I see a salamander on one mountaintop that is different from a salamander on a different mountaintop. And they are different species. And when I look at human beings under the same magnifying glass, we are different species on these continents. We have been recently introduced to each other in a way that uh, was not uh, possible, you know, since the Younger Dryas period. And so what I'm, what I think is going on, and you know about Christopher Reed, right, uh, with his, uh, stem cells, and then yesterday you talked about uh, an article that that stated, and I'm going to quote, from adult human stem cells. Now, how do we know that? We don't know. We have no idea whether they were from fetal stem cells, adult stem cells. They've already done it. And now they're looking for permission. And they're looking for a, a way to uh, justify through public opinion the usage of this technology. Now I'm going to tell you, when they're going to resurrect the mastodons, they're not resurrecting mastodons or woolly mammoths. What they're doing is they're using elephant genes. Human, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, the egg gene of a female elephant. They have to inject. They cannot get the mitochondrial DNA from the mammoths and the mastodons. They can't do it. Okay. Well, well, well. Without so, getting well, John. Without getting into the minutia, because um, you know, obviously, there's a, there's a lot. I know that you're a very talented biologist, and there's a lot that can be said about what's going to be needed to reconstruct an animal that's been gone for so many years. But um, I, I understand what you're saying there, as far as this being a uh, a, a play to the public just to put a, a public face on it and to just start warming people up to the fact that all of these these gateway projects 
into what they say we're doing this to check out the possibilities for what can be done in human health care and conservation and all that stuff uh, understood this is just to put a public face on anything so whatever nightmares start getting introduced in the future uh, we ha- already have a little bit of a base that um, that allows us to 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 digest it a bit easier it's not as it's not as uh, repulsive the morality is a byline okay they're doing it regardless. All they have to do is cleanse it, just like uh, washing the money in Ukraine. They're washing the knowledge, and what they're doing it is what they're doing here is putting it in a context that will people where people will nod their head, at least in well. Okay, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. Just so that they can get that nod to the head. Every used car dealer looks for that yes. Okay, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yes. They're looking for the most minuscule yes that they can get so that they can go forward. And now that we're talking about these biological laboratories in Ukraine, They're not just to create viruses, dude. They're not just, they're doing shit. You know, it's been a hundred years since we've heard of the ugliness of Mengele and the, the, the transgenic shit. And now we've had, uh, radiation treating our food. We have, uh, you know, this CRISPR thing going on where they can splice things out. And not only that, there are, there are synthetic base pairs. So we, we learned in high school, CTAG are our base pairs in our DNA. There are synthetic base pairs that they are, they've already created them. Look it up. And they're, and when you create something, you use it. I think I think you've made some some very uh, very very good strong points here about w- the, I guess the the mental and thank you for the call, John. I hope we have that uh, pre Christmas call. Be well, my friend. No, definitely we will. I think you've made uh, the, the thing that John really drove home there is that it, it it really frames up the the mentality, the real psychological programming that needs to be laid out almost like a red carpet before something like this comes and uh, and washes its its way into our very surface life experience. You know, up here in Oz, before that washes through our experience up here, there's got to be just some kind of a red carpet that is laid out. And, uh, and yeah, so they have to give you the reasons first. All right, another really quick break. When we come back, more of your calls. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pilot. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I can't even see me. Hey, Garth. Hey, Milton. Hey, Milton. How's it going, man? Awesome party! Good tunes, good brew, good buddies. I feel great, man. I feel great! I don't know, man. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. You guys are great. I'm gonna go pick a fight. He's gotten a lot better, don't you think? Way better. Great calls. Great call. We had a great call with Simone. Great call with John. Uh, here's a little bit more from the thread. You know, I, I just the, the bigger question, the overarching question here is: uh, CIA wants to bring back woolly mammoth, yay or nay? When it comes to the uh, bringing back of extinct species. Um, Snark Dragon says, and put them where? So nay. Seriously, their habitat is gone. Also, the CIA, uh, what the F are they doing piddling in the business of the sodomy of genetics of extinct species? They can't properly frame Trump, uh, though they have tons of experience and all the tools and supposedly mental acuity to do so. I think CIA plus genetic splicing plus woolly mammoths. I think three-eyed fish crawling across the road. Think Simpsons. So again, nay. Very, very strong. And I, I understand. Uh, Stickman says nay. They are gone for a reason. Uh, Johnny Nada says bring them back. They look tasty. <laughs> They look tasty. Lily of the Valley says no because it's like opening Pandora's box. Once they bring a woolly mammoth, then they'll want to bring other animals like T-Rex or even a person from the past like Hitler or Stalin. Well, it would never actually be Hitler or Stalin. You know, uh, if, if you got some DNA from their their human remains and you were actually able to put them together again you'd be able to create a a, almost like an identical twin a fraternal twin something but it wouldn't actually be them you can clone you can't clone personality or a person's person's past I don't know what the hell it would be that's the scariest question about the whole thing because uh, I would not want somebody to embark on that experiment to get the answer. Or he says, okay, well, yeah, sure, you can, you can make a uh, duplicate, you can duplicate meat. Of course, you can go and you can put this stuff together. It's totally possible to duplicate a person. But it's more so about all the questions that surround what the meat suit comes with. 
And that is more so that spark of divinity inside of everybody. Although some people just don't have that spark. I'm telling you, it's weird. It's very weird. I actually, I could believe, I could believe if evidence presented itself, because I have a gut feeling that there are just a lot of people who don't have that spark. There's just nothing behind their eyes. There's something going on. I don't think it's all uh, pharmaceutical grade drugs, but I don't know. I don't know. Is it possible to clone a person and have them get up and be a functional part of society? And you say, well, what about the soul? I don't know. I, it's a scary, it's a scary concept. You can't, you can't have life without a soul. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between breathing and having a life. Um, Bruler says, hell yes, I want to ride a mammoth into battle against the WEF. Now that, that is some BDE right there. Bruler's like, yeah, man, I'm going to go fight Klaus Schwab on the back of a mammoth. Patrick, uh, Patriot Czar says, if God wanted them back, they'd be back. Man needs to get out of the playing God business, starting with man-made MRNA. On Twitter, Shem Horn, my buddy Shem, says, I want to eat a dinosaur, so I'm all for it. And uh, and uh, Not My Purview responded to that and said, you know, same. Like I was all, like I always told, I was old, always told growing up, there's plenty of room for all of God's creatures right next to the mashed potatoes. So... Shem was like, yeah, bring on the woolly mammoths because that means that we are one step away from being able to get out and get uh, prime rib from a dinosaur. So, uh, that's it. Oh, HP says, I'm going to go with a big yes. It's time to put survival of the fittest to the test. Oh, don't worry. We're doing that. Have you ever watched any TikTok videos? Have you ever watched any TikTok videos? You don't need to be on TikTok to have seen TikTok videos. Survival of the fittest is being tested every day, my friends. Okay, uh, over to the super chats because I want to make sure I get onto these. Keep the keep the calls coming because we're gonna get into there again. Hang ten alien surfer is in an alien uh, is in the mammoth line. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna bring you in. Frogs in the pot. I see. Frogs in the pot is not a first time caller. You shouldn't be in the first time caller room. Albert Frederick says, Murder Hornets, Frank. I feel like we forgot to talk about the Murder Hornets. Oh, my gosh. Was that 2020 or 2021? Just another chapter. Another lost chapter of our history. The Murder Hornets. Skinwalker Ranch. Natalie J says, Why can't someone create the movie of how we were created? Either it's science fiction or it isn't. But we are all enthralled in a story where man clones early human. Uh, then what are we doing? Uh, uh, then what? Then what are we doing? Attracts the attention of our real extraterrestrial creators. Why can't someone create the movie of how we were created? Either it's science fiction or it isn't. Well, I mean, nobody know you weren't there for it. We weren't there for it. When you say prehistoric, um, you're talking about a time before there was any real good um, being, uh, any good way to to demark 
historical events from happening. I, I guess uh, prehistory started to get phased out once we once we started having this idea of the oral tradition of of you know our tribes and our families and our our small uh, nomadic nations and whatever. Um, passing that around the fire and things like that, but I, I don't know uh, how we were created. I, nobody was around to see it. But we're all enthralled in a story where man clones early human. Then what are we doing that attracts attention of our real... I, Natalie, that's actually worded a little bit awkwardly at the end. I'm trying to understand exactly what the question is, but what were we doing to attract them in my in my story that I created? That I want, I want to write a uh, a uh, treatment for. I don't know. It could be something innate. If you listen to people like Lloyd Pye, who does, who did presentations on Neanderthal and Bigfoot and uh, Homo sapiens sapien and the Anunnaki and and all that, uh, he was talking about the, the, the craziness of the missing link where we are we we weren't this linear thing and i believe and i'm not i'm not like totally in the lloyd pie sitchin camp and all that stuff i'm just saying i i look at this and i say it's it's a lot more interesting to me it makes a lot more sense that different versions of you know bipedal humanoid species we're actually overlapping. It didn't look like one disappeared and then here comes the new version. One disappeared. I think that we were overlapped. And um, and I think that uh, some versions just had more innate, maybe psychic talents than others, perhaps. We think that every, everything that came before us or everything that isn't us isn't as smart as we were. But that is not necessarily true. I think Neanderthal had a bigger had a bigger brain than we did, so they might have had more capability. Definitely built stronger. We're a lot more frail than Neanderthal was. So I think about. I said I don't. I don't know what they could have done. It could have just been some innate ability that you you had almost like a constant connection with the cosmos, a constant connection with the divine, or some other kind of uh, species that could tap into it and who knows you just don't know oh but we do no 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 the more we go along the more I think we don't but um, but yeah let's kick it around we're going back to rumble Alternative 94 says, hey, Frank, love the show. Check out my response in the forum in the mammoths under my name, Stay Frosty 94 Oh, I was just there. I didn't see anything else. So let me see. Brewler, Patriots are Stay Frosty. says, hey, Frank, just made an account to respond to this topic. Good. Good. Everybody making an account. It is free. It's interesting they mention uh, Metabiota because Hunter Biden was handsomely invested in that company in Ukraine. Ah, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing has a lot of conflicting stories in itself, but the point is that company, along with a few others, were researching genetic-based viruses to target specific races of people. And Russia was accusing them of doing so and alleging that they found evidence of it during their campaign, or special military operation, as Putin likes to call it. 
This whole story screams a new type of bio-warfare targeting specific groups of people, races, and that there is a, a nice summary of this on Metabiota bio, by BioClandestine. It's a Substack link, so anybody that's going into this thread later on, you'll be able to see it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, all right, let's take, a, let's take another call. Hang 10 Alien Surfer, what are your thoughts on all this? Are you, are you there? Am I here? Oh, yes, you're here. All right. So, um, I think that I would love a pair of mammoth boots. Oh, you would? Especially if uh, Paris Hilton designed them. So you want? So you think it would be good? Uh, you actually, do you think that this is the reason why Paris Hilton is motivated to fund the project? Do you think that the, that mammoth mammoth Uggs would be something that the, all the girls would love in next season? Exactly, and uh, she can make them exclusive. Uh, uh, make them like her own mammoth, and then say these. This mammoth was cloned for you. And this is, uh, she can name all the mammoths and name them boots and the, the jackets or whatever. I, I, I think they'd be too tough to eat. If I were to clone something to eat, I would do the dodo bird. Why the because. dodo bird? Because we did a lot on the dodo bird a couple of years ago, and I, that was always a very interesting story. We learned about that back in the day. W w were they good eating? I heard that they were almost like gigantic pigeons that nobody liked. Uh, well, I heard that they were extinct because they ate them all. I heard that they were extinct because people just abused the shit out of them. Yeah, well. I mean, I, I guess eating could be a considered abuse, but it's also sustenance. You, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not abusing the steak I'm going to eat tonight. But, um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe they were starving, so that that's all they had to eat. You know, I think the big thing here, Hang Ten, and thank you for the call because I, I know Lauren is a big uh, a big uh, a fan of Uggs boots. I don't know if she would wear the mammoth kind. And as far as uh, shank steak coming off of a mammoth, I don't know if I would take it just based on my my um, my bad experiences with bison steak. I know that bison steak is supposedly superior because it's uh, it's it's like I illegal for any anything uh for them to be treated with antibiotics and anything else so they're always very clean and and whatever but every time i ever bought myself some bison medallions and cooked them up it was always so tough so uh, maybe i just need to learn a i need to learn how to how to prepare them but uh based on my experience with bison i probably would not touch mammoth in a uh, a culinary sense especially if i'm cooking it um, to bring them back just to turn them into boots is a real shame. And the dodo, I think they're probably happy that they're dead at this point. I've had, somebody said I like buffalo burgers. I've had bison burgers before, and that was fine. Bison burgers, lamb burgers, I thought that they were great. Because some of somebody is, is mincing them and, and, and putting them into patties, and then... Therefore, they are a lot more um, a lot more tender in that respect. But as far as bison steak goes, I I have never been able to have a good experience with it. Adding some fat to bison meat helps. That's I and I, I suspected that was the problem. It's so lean. 
You know, um, a, a, a cut of steak. I always go for, back in the day, I would go for the steaks. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. It's just like a red, beautiful red cartoon steak. It's just red and beautiful and solid. And now I just, I go for the best. I look for marbleization and, and thick linings of fat. And I want to get all that in there. And that always just comes out so much. Oh, it's beautiful. And now that Jay Gulanello has been saying, yes, eat the fat, Frank. Eat the fat. Yes. Thank you for permission. The permission I always wanted. So, a little off topic, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, what else do we have? A little bit more. We're done with that thread. Let's go on and bring in another call. 727, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, hey, this is Jay from Maine. Jay from Maine, welcome on. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm actually calling regards to the uh, the mammoth theory. Great. I want to hear it. Go ahead. Uh, is this Frank? Oh, it is, yes. Oh, okay. How you doing? I had the TV on, so it was kind of a little jammed up. Okay, it's a little bit different theory than, uh, than everybody else's, but here's my theory. In 2001, obviously, World Trade Center happened. Now, we wanted to get into Iraq desperately. Even though Osama bin Laden was in Afghanistan, we did everything we could to get into Iraq. Now, the only other country that wanted to get into Iraq was Britain. Britain had SAS forces already in Iraq at the ziggurat of Gilgamesh. They were guarding it. Once we got over to Iraq, that's the first place we went, and we shut it down. And rumor has it that we actually extracted the remains or body of Gilgamesh. Now, if you know much about Gilgamesh, he is supposedly Nimrod. They're supposedly one and the same entity. And I guess ever since, uh, they've been trying to reanimate him. Now, biblically... Um, all the criteria fits Nimrod as a candidate for the Antichrist. So, don't mean to go down a, a doctor in here, but it's just a theory that's, you know, kind of out there. But it uh, it feels feels right to me. So, so you, so you think? Well, you know, it, it 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 is definitely it's definitely out there for sure. But we do know, as I had brought up with. I forget who it was. Uh, one of my guests not too long ago, um, the 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 occult, the occult background and beginnings of NASA and our rocket program and and uh, re reincarnation and all that stuff uh, of certain certain types of deities and and um, they, they they that has something that's not been foreign to any of these storylines if you dig a little bit deeper i don't know if if anything has really come to fruition but we know the stated intent of some people so i i don't i've never heard this until now but that is a that is a pretty cool story to think that uh well it is the cia so i mean <laughs> yeah so you so so you're so you're saying that Anything that we might be funding in this kind of a sense could be in some way, maybe directly or indirectly, 
contributing to future attempts to uh, reincarnate some sort of antichristic uh, figure from the past that can be that can be brought back and 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 put into a I don't know. So I, I don't know, but it, it, it's an idea. Would, it, almost, almost like a homunculus. But I would say Gilgamesh uh, was a real entity. He was a nephilim, so he was, uh, he was, he was actually real. You know, I believe that there were giants back then, and uh, I believe he was one. And I believe they are uh, trying to reanimate him. Wow. Okay. I, I like this. I like this theory. That 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 one's a lot of fun. Thank you for the call, Jay. Okay. Thanks, Frank. There you go. That one. That one gets me. Like, all right. Somebody go out there and write a blog on this one. And I want pictures and everything, because that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's see. One more on the Discord trail. Trail. Are you there? I have you in the mammoth line, but you're muted. Three, two, what trail? Hey, what's going on, Frank? What's going on, man? So what is on your mind with tonight's topics? So I'm just saying all of this, assuming that woolly mammoths ever existed. Oh, oh you say, so you don't think that they existed ever? No, I don't think so. Okay, so what are what are these these animals that were found in... In uh, in ice, they are they're not any really anything really too extravagant. They look like small uh, elephants, but they're just furry. So, uh, is, is it possible that there is just a lost, uh, an extinct species of elephants? There's there's all types of subspecies that go extinct all the time. I don't. I'd say we. I'd say we'd see more evidence of it. I mean, there's people out there drilling core samples and things like that all the time. Yet we're not hearing about people stumbling across woolly mammoths. I don't know. I'm not saying I know either way. I'm just saying I, 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 I haven't seen enough evidence of it. Okay. Okay. So then, all right. So then, that being said, because this is this does not negate the fact that we have many millions of dollars getting pumped into an effort to bring them back to life from not only the Hiltons and Peter Thiel uh, of mm-hmm. of you know uh, what you call Ambrosia um, fame and other things, but Incutel. So if you don't even have a a good belief or any kind of solid uh, belief that this this creature ever walked the earth as they say it did, what do you think that this entire thing is about? Because it's not a lot you're, of money. You're, you're, you're alluding to it in the question, so it's a slush fund. Just like global warming and anything else, but it's not a lot of it's not a lot of money. It's a it's a very and it's a very specific intent. They're talking about genetics and they're talking about uh, resurrection and engineering and, th- and things like that. So, what do you think in that field they may be working for, working toward? Man, honestly, Frank, I have no idea. Because that's that's my question. I don't think that they are. I don't think that they're not pursuing biological ends in this in this respect. Um, obviously, if it's uh, obviously they're 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 slushing the money together. They're going to use it on whatever they want, but it's not a lot compared to everything else. Yeah, granted, it could be a lot more. That's just my thoughts, man. Hey, I like it. One way or another, it doesn't uh, it doesn't negate the bigger question there. Thank you, uh, Trail. It does not take away the bigger question. What is it really for? Because there is no if the woolly mammoth is real, 
there is no functional reason for it to walk the earth again. Well, we want to study what it does. <laughs> we want to watch it graze somewhere in New Zealand. Well, no, you don't. No, you don't. Why don't you come, come to my house and watch me graze? We're going to end the show tonight with Poopy. What's going on, Poopy? Uh, it seems to me like they are creating uh, as many scapegoats as, as they can. Um, so we know that they just in the past few years found their, their go-to tool of, or their, go, their, their favorite control mechanism. And it seems like they've been testing out this animal that Paul thinks we had. Something came from bats, something came from monkeys, and kind of didn't go through. So now if they say that they're going to bring something ancient back and then there's another sickness who's going to argue that, um, that you know, they say that this, this came, sorry, but we shouldn't have fucked around with science, but this, this sickness came out from us regenerating old DNA. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, it, it's uh, that you know how why that makes even more sense aside from the fact that we've seen these these two for one articles coming out about that combined climate change with the pandemic stuff, saying that if we don't stop the world from uh, heating up, then all these viruses trapped in the ice down in Ar- in the Arctic are going to uh, be released and onto the earth, and we're going to have new pandemics. But when we were watching all of the new footage coming out of the G20 when we had Jason Burmes on the, on the show a couple of days ago, you had these people saying they're talking in, like, they're talking in certainty now for the next pandemic this is how we want to make sure that the entire world is not locked down and at least those who have our um our vaccine passports have a little bit more mobility they don't have to stop working and all they're talking in certainties now about about pandemics that are going to be regular it, it never used to be the case oh. They are so they are so ready. I mean, like they 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 have everything planned out for 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 when when it comes back around. Like the first one, they weren't that ready, and they were kind of on the fly, and they had. But now, but now, you know, the fucking uh, the, the, all the systems and everything is in place. They just need to find the actual pandemic. But the uh, fucking the, the 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 global passport the. The surveillance, the 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 internet, uh, social media, uh, uh, survey, uh, what's it called? Censorship. That's what, everything is in place. But now they need to find that either the the sickness or the reason or something they can blame the, the sickness on. Yeah. So they needed a catalyst. They need. They, you're you're right. They need a catalyst. But if if the catalyst ends up being a fucking woolly mammoth, I swear to God, what a, what a well I. I don't think it has to be the woolly mammoth uh, particularly. It it just has to be that that um, that technology of of bringing back a, a species that have died out. That's that's all they need to blame it on. It's you know they, we were experimenting with something and bam. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it, Poopy. I really do. And thanks again for calling in. I hope all is well with you. 
Love you, man. Love you too, brother, man. Talk to you Later. in uh, talk to you in a bit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. Thank you to Kay Landry. Says, what about the instinct of the animal? That's on Foxhole. Wonderful. I yeah. What about the instinct of the animal? A lot to be asked. A lot to be to to be figured out. Well, Friday night. Friday night programming is about to get kicked off on quitefrankly.tv. So if you're watching this show right there, all you have to do is uh, keep a browser tab open, go about your night. If it's on your phone, you can always just, you know, pop it up and uh, lock the screen, walk around with it. I listen to quitefrankly.tv programming all the time when I'm just laying in bed about to pass out, but I have just a little bit left in my brain that needs to be... uh, exhausted out of me so i love it it's like listening to radio it's like watching television it's just really really great and um and yeah that's it we have this coming up all weekend some great stuff that i've curated tonight is the weekend roundup it starts in a few minutes go to quite frankly.tv and enjoy yourself i'll be in the chat room in and out saying hello to everybody soon and uh and we'll see We'll see what the new week brings us, but we're going to try to find a way to stay grateful this week and to uh, to get ready for Thanksgiving, and I can't wait to do it with you all. So um, until until Monday, but who knows, maybe I, I drop a, a line or something like that in uh, Twitch or, I don't know, a porch stream. That's why I always keep your notifications on. We'll talk to you soon, and become a member a monthly subscriber of the show, either through Subscribestar or QuiteFrankly.tv, right directly through there on the Sponsor Us tab. Um, Everybody who becomes a sponsor of the show gets uh, Twitter followbacks. You get get, uh, to be in the monthly raffle. That's right. The day before Thanksgiving, we are announcing the winner of the first sponsor, monthly sponsor, monthly raffle. Everybody's automatically entered into that. This month, we're giving away a bag of coffee. And an ounce of silver. It's all. It's that's one one winner. Or maybe we. Do, who knows? Maybe we do a first prize, second prize. But um, that's going to be every month now. If you are a monthly sponsor, as little as a dollar. Then there is the Sunday streams that we do. The unlisted Sunday streams. I'll see you on Sunday afternoon. And uh, other than that, we're going to do something else in the new year. That is Film Club and Book Club. Those live streamed sessions are going to be for monthly sponsors only because they are extra content outside of the 7 o'clock show, which will always be free and accessed by everybody. And once we are done with a book or a film, the entire series of that book club will then be uploaded afterwards at some point. Um, But for those streams... You know, I can't do it on 7 o'clock because not everybody's going to read the books. So there's even more reasons to become a sponsor at any level. And I hope to see many new people, many new faces chilling with us on the Sunday stream this weekend. Talk to you soon. Have a great evening. Get to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy yourself, ladies and gents. It has been a true pleasure. Nighty night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film for a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with 
all my good friends on Rockfin. Thank you to Albert Frederick, Natalie J, Carlito Carreras, Tom Ford, Stostube, Ken Curtis. You guys have been great. We will see you tomorrow. Oh, wait. I have a... Oh, man. I'm sorry. Melanie. Uh, Melanie's her brother-in-law, Jay. It's his birthday. He's a, quite frankly, fanatic. Oh, my God. Jay, I'm so sorry. I'm going to say it again on Monday. Happy birthday to Melanie's Melanie's brother-in-law, Jay. I'm keeping this here. Don't you worry about it. It's going to happen. Talk to you soon. Be well.